Hey, what is going on? It's Wednesday, September 15th, and you're listening to episode 32 of the Chasing Points podcast, your weekly honest dive into the world of sports. I'm Sam. I'm Brandon. How are you, Sam? Hey, Brandon. I'm good, man. How are you? I'm alive and kicking. Well, kicking one foot. Right. Well, that's the best we could hope for with with you going on. Yeah, uh, we'll we'll see where that goes. (laughs) Well, I, I say this a lot, but I mean it this time. We have a great show for you. Uh, I say tonight, but it's really when you're listening to this uh, this morning. The NFL season is here. We spent about almost four hours previewing the NFL season in our last two pods. If you haven't listened to it, uh, please give us a listen. And, uh, you know, we're looking ahead to week two, looking back at week one. We're going to make some picks and uh, see who who is the more, uh, who is the better uh, prognosticator? Hayes, you're like, uh, I, I joke that you're like Nostradamus <laughs> with, with your picks. So uh, we'll see, but uh, you know what too? We'll, we'll bring back. Do you care? Because it's been a couple weeks since we had that going, but with it. glad you're, you're good hopping around on one foot. And uh, I, there you, go. I, I yep. there you go. Mm-hmm. All right. So week one is in the books. The last game was a, was a was a fun one at in Vegas. <laughs> the last game was stressful as hell, yeah. especially for probably both fan bases, and then also people that actually wanted to go to sleep because they just wanted to go to sleep. Uh, except for those that were actually out in Vegas, but yeah, it was a doozy. That's for sure. Yeah, yeah the, you want to start there? To, um, Might as know, well. Ra- it was the most recent one. Yeah, the Ravens took on uh, headed to Vegas to formally open. Allegiant Stadium or, you know, the one that looks like a spaceship. So craziness from Bruce Buffer to Steve Aoki to, uh, you know, everything in between fumbles and Lamar acting like a video game. It was a crazy game, but uh, a fun one for sure. You're shaking your head. I'm shaking my head because the Lamar video game comment, because he legit was everything about Madden and in in the good way, in the bad way (laughs) is him scrambling around, juking around, moving, throwing on the run, darts, uh, looking super, super swaggy out there with the gold cleats, which I thought was amazing with the the all white unis, just had crazy drip, which I absolutely loved. Uh, and then there was also the other aspect of Madden, which is Fumble City, which he had two of them. Uh, and The last one was pretty much the end all be all. Uh, Lamar, I know you like to run, brother, but you got to tuck the ball and you got to have ball security. Like you were looking like Zeke Elliott out here. And uh, that is not good because I believe he led the league last year in fumbles. Um, Just just cover the ball. You feel presence around you. Just just, you know, squeeze a little bit tighter. Tuck, Tuck it up, bring it up in your chest. I'm sure if I was Jim, uh, well, what is it? Not Jim Harbaugh. It's um, John John Harbaugh. Um, sorry, sorry, I didn't want to confuse him with the terrible coach of Michigan. Um, but uh, I I wouldn't be surprised if they make him walk around the facility with the football in his arm, and everybody tries to strip him as they go. That was an old school way of trying to teach somebody not to fumble. Uh, I think they should implement that in uh, down in Baltimore. But outside of that, even with all the running backs and all the ACL uh, 
Achilles injuries that have occurred in that organization. Uh, Tyson Williams, that was a solid, solid, solid running back. He looks good. He looks really, really good. Yeah, he does. Yeah, Um, for for real. And missing, you thought missing J.K. Dobbins, Gus Edwards, and and, uh, even Justice Hill. Um, There's some rapport things that need to, there was a lot of fumbles and just kind of botched snaps or handoffs or whatever, but you know, this kid hasn't played with Lamar and Latavius Murray didn't even, you know, got one practice in. Yeah. Uh, it's definitely not the running power running team that, you know, the Ravens to be, but that's okay. John Harbaugh <laughs> is, is smart enough. Uh, what's his name? The, uh, I'm going to stop you right there, Sam. Offensive coordinator. So I don't even think they have to worry about it because it's basically like a plug and play with that offensive line because yeah. Great they Roman already knows. block. Yeah. They know Lamar is going to run majority of the time. That's their running game. If we're going to be real about this, that is their running game, which is why they're okay with, you know, moving people around and and plugging somebody else in there. And and Tyson did what he was supposed to do last night. And I think he can do more of that. But the running game is really Lamar. But can we finally, finally put to rest that Lamar can't throw the ball down. I, I just don't understand where this is coming from. I mean, he's he already won some, an MVP. I know, I know, I know but he, people are still throwing dirt on his man's name as if he can't throw the ball. Like he throws a pretty, pretty damn ball. It, it blows my mind. I don't understand what people are seeing and how they think they figured him out. Like you can't figure him out. Tell me the last time somebody figured Mike Vick out because nobody did. Yeah. Yeah, he Mike Vick beat himself, and mm-hmm. um, exactly, <laughs> you know who knows what, you know that that's a storyline that, um, you know, could have played out a lot differently. But Lamar Jackson is is for real, and uh, he's an, he's learning to be an efficient passer, throwing it back to his you know 2019 MVP campaign. This game was this game was nuts. It was just an instant. Kind of classic. I saw all over Twitter people saying instant classic, blah, blah, blah. John Gruden doing John Gruden things, taking a delay of game while trying to kick a field goal on second down with like kicker. six yeah. with six minutes left or whatever was whatever the case was. Like, you know, it was a fun game. Did you happen to watch the Peyton Eli mega cast thing? Of course, but before we get there, because I really yeah. want to talk about that. Uh Let's talk about the Raiders offense. Well, first, let's talk about their defense. Their defense showed up. And I know we've had you and I have had talks off the air about uh, Mayox and, and Gruden's, you know, players that they've got. Sam, they're looking like a pretty viable team. And I know they beat the Chiefs last year. Right. I know they did it, but they are looking pretty solid to go against a team like that. That was a playoff team last year. Uh, their defense held up uh, Nassib from Penn State. Uh, what's the other uh, young man's name? He was an absolute monster. Just his motor just keeps going. Uh, Yannick Ngagwe? No, uh, no, another D lineman, a white guy, uh, linebacker. I forgot his name. But oh, he yeah. Was, yeah. He is absolutely phenomenal. Um, but so seeing that, and then on the flip side, the offense had a hard, hard time starting up. That Waller <laughs> car connection was not working <laughs> at all at first. 
And then they started to kind of catch something, but there was too many mistakes. Waller went for a one-handed catch. If he would have went for two, it would have been an easy reception. Um, the car overthrew him. It was like they were almost forcing it. And then it was just like, then they finally got uh, rugs involved and some of the other players involved. Uh, Jacobs with his turf toe uh, in and out of the game, uh, which hurt. Now, funny thing is, Sam, I won both of my fantasy leagues in the fourth quarter because of both of them, yeah. um, which very, very thankful because I know they're both going to be productive. But uh, I think once that offense gets on the same page, I think that's going to be fine. But I think one of my bigger takeaways from week one, which we'll go into even more, and I'll probably will bring it up again. It might be a little theme for me, but uh, I, I know we all don't really like preseason and we want the the games to get there, but I think it shows that when you're not starting your starters, like this is the first preseason game. And if we're going to treat this like the first preseason game, I think, I think we should all know. I know it's kind of might be the unwritten uh, thing going forward being now that we have 17 games, but uh, this first week almost had like a kind of like a preseason field uh, for, for some teams and some players. Um, and that may be their approach going forward because again, 17 games. Yeah. The Raiders didn't start any of their starters throughout the preseason. Mm -hmm. So So there you go. Um, yeah, let's, let's go to Eli and Peyton, man. That was that, um, that was fun. Like I'm a fan of of paying Eli, not a, you know, um, not necessarily a fan of, of the teams they played for, but they're, they're great personalities, great ambassadors mm-hmm. for the league. And I was just really intrigued that just the two of them sitting on couches. I mean, he, Peyton's trying to call plays. The game's moving so fast. He's got his little whiteboard. Eli's just making fun of him the whole time. It's like, it's just a, a fun time. Just the self-deprecation and, and just like good fun. I don't know if I'd be able to watch it if the, if the Jets were on Monday Night Football. Like I would need to be like tuned in, but for, it was just fun. It was, it was a cool perspective. What do you think Case? I absolutely loved it for somebody that plays football. Um, I think that, I think they, the way that they also broke down what was happening for those that aren't really privy of, of calls and, and uh, defensive uh, defensive calls schemes, so on and so forth. They broke it down in a way uh, to kind of make it easier for people. And then the guest, Ray Lewis, uh, Travis Kelsey, who, who cussed, which was hilarious. Um, and they, and Eli was like, I knew it. I knew it. <laughs> and then uh, Russell Wilson, um, who stayed on way past his time uh, while, while wifey was at the Met Gala. Um, uh, so that was, that was pretty cool. She's rocked a dress that was basically his jersey, which I thought was pretty awesome. And his ring, yeah, yeah, cool. yeah. And also like a little purse that was a football. So that was pretty cool. So yeah, no, I I really really enjoyed. It. First off, I love. It's so crazy to see how dry Peyton was on the field, and then how dry he's not off the field. Like technically, he's still dry off the field, but when the cameras are in front of him, Peyton is on go and he's got jokes. And so does Eli and Eli kind of ramped it up when Ray Lewis was there. Uh, he was like, see, he was like, well, it was just us. He was like, it was fine. He's like, now, now we got a guest and now here goes Eli. And then Peyton brought up the fact that uh, 
And Eli's uh, rookie season, when they played the Ravens, he had a 0.0 QB rating. He was like, that is nearly impossible to get. He said, even throwing incompletions, you get like a seven QBR. He was like, I had a 0.0. And he even, uh, Ray Lewis or uh, Peyton called it out and Ray confirmed it. And Eli confirmed it is that Eli called Ray the mic on one play, which means he was the middle linebacker. Yeah. And Ray was like, I'm not the mic. He was like, he's the mic, which nobody ever points out and says that other person does. But they knew Eli had no chance of doing anything anyway against them. So I just thought overall it was it was absolutely clever. Um, it was phenomenal to have players that are our current and one retired uh, talking about the game and breaking it down uh, and, and hearing that perspective. And I, I mean, if you know the Manning family, you know, they are very much football. So it was cool. Cool to really, really see that. I enjoyed Char- it. I enjoyed Charles it. Barkley talking about his, his betting, uh, his picks. That was pretty fun. That was fun. Um, I, wait, Charles Barkley was on there. Yeah. He was the first guest in the uh, first quarter and he was just, he, I think Eli started with, how much money you got on the Raiders tonight. And he was talking about how he made all of his money on the Rams last night, um, which is a really good segue. Shout out to Eli Manning, Sigma new. Um, and we move on to how about Sunday night is here's my takeaway from Sunday night. We're, we'll just hit, you know, cherry pick the league right now. Matt Stafford in a Sean McVay offense looks to be exactly what we thought and wanted Matt Stafford to look like in a Sean McVay offense. It's, it's great, man. It, that was a fun game on Sunday night. I remember two weeks ago saying to our friend, Dave, that that is going to be the team that is going to be in the Super Bowl. And I also said that Matthew Stafford was the missing piece. Dave also said, no, it was not. So I'm just going to put that out there again, and I'm not going to say anything further from that point, but read between the lines. Um, (laughs) But I enjoyed uh, watching that, but I, I was listening to uh, Shregs, Peter Shregs, who I absolutely love as a football uh, personality. Um, He has multiple jobs. He knows the sport very, very well. Uh, A great reporter on top of that. Um, he, he even called Stafford and he even said that he said, I believe Stafford is going to be the MVP. And he said, I also believe just watching that game and knowing them so well, McVay and Stafford, he was like, they didn't even go into their real playbook. Like they, that basically was almost their vanilla offense. That does not surprise me at all. (laughs) Not one bit. Uh, People keep forgetting about Cooper cup. Who's so, so reliable. Um, I, I think he's going to make a lot of people look good uh, on that team. And the defense it is, I've never thought somebody was going to overshadow the defense with Aaron Donald and Jalen Ramsey on the opposite side, but he did, he did at least for this first game. So, um, yeah, good, good for him. I'm happy as hell for him. I, I honestly, I really, really am happy for him. Yeah. They, they looked really good. Um, I really hope Justin Fields is under center in Chicago <laughs> soon uh, for the Bears fan's sake. Uh, for the yeah, league's sake. Did yeah, for mean? the league's sake. He, you know, when he was out there, he looked he looked good for sure. And, you know, 
Fields comes in, makes a completion, and then, you know, Andy Dalton throws in a pick. It's just, it's funny. You can script this stuff better. Uh, so we'll see. Revenge game for Andy Dalton this week. He goes to, uh, I don't know if he goes to, let's look, actually, I have the schedule here. Uh, he go, uh, the Bengals come to Chicago. So revenge game for Andy Dalton. And then you pull the plug, and then you say it's Fields time. So the Bengals win is what you're saying this weekend. Got you. Understood. Okay. Yeah, okay. I'll pick the Bengals now. Yeah. How about that? Uh-huh. How about the Bengals, man? They looked really, they looked really good. Jamar Chase, Joe Burrow, that connection's there. How about I thought he was supposed to be dropping everything he said after the game, Burrow. Uh, you know, T. Higgins, Joe Mixon didn't come off the field. It was it, it was fun to watch that Bengals offense. Their defense, but the, the offense was a lot of fun, certainly. Uh, is it I, I've been screaming for this for quite some time. Um I am I am happy though that it hasn't happened because it seems like the Eagles play them every year. But uh, you guys going to draft a quarterback out there in Minnesota, or we're we just going to keep watching Kirk Cousins uh, manage you, game manage you, and then manage you out of a game like all the time. Um, because with Kirk Cousins there, you guys are not going to take that step forward that you need to take, and you have a very talented team around you. And that is the weakest link of the team. So probably should look in, into getting a quarterback like next year or now or something. Here's from, from the athletic. I was reading like some takeaways from week one and uh, overall the Vikings had 12 penalties for 116 yards. Cousins had a typical cousins game. He threw for 351 yards, completed more than 70% of his attempts. He also crumbled under pressure consistently <laughs> threw shots uh, through short of the sticks per next gen uh, cousins average pass was 5.4 yards short of the first down marker. The second to last among week one starters. I don't know who number one was or last was, but it's a non important. You know who Kirk cousins reminds me of minus the rings is Eli Manning. Ooh, <laughs> he, he, he really reminds me of Eli Manning is because they can play you into a win and they can easily play you out of a win. Right. And I was going to bring and I'm honorable mention here is probably also Tony Romo, too, Um, even though I really, really liked Tony Romo and I hated him so much because I knew how good he was. Uh, So I don't even that's why I said honorable mention, because I don't even know if I want to disrespect Tony Romo like that. Um, But, yeah, I um, I don't like Kirk Cousins at all. Like, I don't like anything about Kirk Cousins. Like, I <laughs> I just don't. I heard he's a nice guy. Great. I don't care. We're not friends. Um, I want to see you play some good football. And I love seeing that purple and, and gold. Uh, not when they're playing my team, of course. But, yeah, I just it's upsetting to, to know that he's there and Justin Jefferson is has to deal with that. And so does Dalvin. So, yeah. yeah. Adam Thielen. Yeah. It's yeah, uh, Thielen. Mm-hmm. I'm going to ignore the Eli comment. We can talk about Eli another day. Um, I'm not an Eli, like I'm a Jets fan, but I don't hate Eli. I mean, I don't hate Eli either. I just know what Eli is a lot more clutch than Kirk Cousins ever was. Hence, hence the fact I said minus the rings, (laughs) the most clutch uh, Kirk Cousins ever was, was you like that? You like that game. I think that was it. And I don't even remember what the game was. I don't either. Not memorable to me. Don't either. Uh, talking about things that aren't memorable, how about the segues are on fire today? How about 
your boy a aaron down in a well i guess they played in jacksonville but the did the packers did did rogers just decide to come back and sabotage his team because um Jameis looked like aaron Rodgers, and aaron Rodgers looked like Jameis before the lasik like even that's disrespect to Jameis, man like a, a, Rodgers looked bad the packers looked bad they looked lifeless and you could tell like Aaron just quit at some point, you know. So the score was 38 to 3. New Orleans beat the Packers. And to answer your Luscious. question right off rip, uh, no, I do not think that Aaron Rodgers came back of, of to do not. that, right? Um, but I I also don't think anybody needs to panic or get overzealous about week one. There's 16 more games to go. Um, which is why uh, people have asked me about my team, which I'm sure Sam is going to talk to me about at some point soon. Um, but I, um, I, I don't mind that, right? I don't, I don't mind a team losing in the first week. I don't mind them uh, winning in the first week. Uh, I think it's really you getting your legs under yourself. But on the other side of the coin is, this is the only time that you're going to get this much time to prepare for a team outside if you are lucky to make it to the Super Bowl. So if you had months on months knowing what the schedule was, who you're playing, and you fell flat and only put three points on the board against a quarterback that is not up to your caliber, but we also know can sling the ball. Um, but I, I think people keep forgetting that the Saints have a phenomenal defense. Like I, I everybody's talking about Aaron Rodgers. Like Aaron Rodgers has gone against defenses that have made him look terrible. So has Tom Brady, right? It's it's just it's okay. People are gonna have it. But if it if it happens two or three more games, then I think we come back to the table and say, all right, what's really going on with Aaron? Also, same time, this whole offseason, Aaron wasn't doing anything football-wise. He was golfing against Tom Brady. He was out in Hawaii with his his now wife. For are they married now officially? Oh, fiance, wife, whatever. Partner. Yeah, fiance. Yeah, yeah exactly. We'll just Good say partner. Um, out in Hawaii with his partner, right? Uh, just relaxing, not showing up for any of the the workouts. Nothing, nothing like that. Nothing oh yeah, football. and hosting Jeopardy. Oh yeah, that that's right. That's right. Uh, so casual. I mean, how did we think that he was going to be? You know, the that great Aaron Rodgers that we know, I, I, I mean, that's uh, who is it? Coward cohort said it today. He was just like, that'd be like Colin Coward, Colin, Colin Coward. You know what I meant? <laughs> yeah. I have all messed up. Uh, he said it today. He was just like, it'd be like if if I had a situation going on at home, with my wife and that was going on for six months. He was like, do you think me coming into work that this, the show would be great for six months. He was like, absolutely not. He was like, because my focus was somewhere else, not on, on here. So I'm not going to give you the greatest product. He was just like, it's just human nature. It's just, yeah. I, that is absolutely a fact. So I'm not, I'm not worried about the Packers. And obviously he did not come back to sabotage his team and his legacy. Um, you know, obviously that's just kidding there. I think I won't speak for you, but I think the oversight of me not, when we we're previewing the NFC, not talking about the the Saints, uh, it was a huge oversight. Because, go ahead, you got something to say? 
Go ahead. Sam did want to talk about it because his boy was gone. Yeah. <laughs> Why'd you have to bring it up? No, it's not a big deal. Honestly, Jameis can throw the ball more than 20 yards down the field. And that's something that, you know, the last couple of years, Drew Brees, or especially last year, couldn't do. He acknowledged so, that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, you know, this team's firing away. Jameis had 150 yards and five touchdowns. It was insane. Like, can they play this? If they play this efficient every week, they win. Um, but I'm not worried about the Packers. You know, I picked them to be in the NFC championship game. I still think they could get there. Um, and again, I think Aaron, this will only add more fuel to the Aaron Rodgers fire. And he's going scorched earth again on everyone. And uh, I would be surprised. Yeah, it's going to be it's. It's going to be fun to watch, I think. So, as in the immortal words of Aaron Rodgers, R E L A. Also, shout out to giving people a second chance because this is what you can do when you actually give somebody a second chance. And shout out to those that actually take the opportunity when they have a second chance to grab that opportunity by the horns and go with it. Jameis is, I know it's again, it's one game, it's early, but. Jameis, we all knew he could put points on the board. That that when he had that terrible interception uh, numbers, and but people forgot about the opposite part because all they talked about was the bad part. He 30, threw 30, ex- exactly, so he can put points on the board. Uh, it's just now I I think we're gonna see a, a different Jameis, uh, see, seeing his demeanor, hearing him talk, uh, being under the uh, tutelage of your boy Drew Brees. I think and being able to actually see. Uh, I think these are all major factors, and I wouldn't be surprised if they're an actual contender and not a pretender. Nice. I like that. Another team we may have overlooked, and I'm just putting on record now, is your Eagles. (laughs) Putting Wait, we? (laughs) Not me. (laughs) Not me. I'm running after the bandwagon here. Out of breath. I'm like killed over. Have the Eagles put Jalen in a situation to succeed? It really looks like it. He went 27 for 35 for 264, three three touchdowns. He also ran for 62 yards, and he was only sacked once, and the Eagles beat the Falcons 32 to 6. You know, you watched this game. I didn't I didn't really watch this game. I saw the highlights, but well, you couldn't because your team was on at the same time. But I, I kept switching back and forth because you know I wanted to support you yeah. and see your boy, you know. It's okay, Sam. I got red zone on too, you know. It's okay, Sam. You didn't support me. It's all right. I agree. I greatly appreciate it. it was, um anyway. <laughs> so I'm, I'm not biting that here. Uh, <laughs> so I'm not doing this. <laughs> Go on. I'll, I'll get you into this somehow, some way. So the first thing is our good friend Dave was on here, and uh, he he said that the Eagles were going to be the worst team in the NFC East. Uh, again, as I mentioned earlier, uh, it's too early. It's week one, uh, so not going to get ahead of myself. But I just also want to remind you that our friend Dave said the Eagles are going to be the worst team in the NFC East. So I just want to put that out there again. Um, so. I'm clipping this. You should. You should. Because I'm tired of people not listening to me when I'm speaking truth. All right. No, uh, I just want to see what happens if they are. I mean, if they are, I, I, I said silently, Sam, I don't know if you remember correctly when we did our NFC, uh, our NFC preview and we had our NFC East uh, and wild card. And I put, 
I wouldn't be surprised if the Eagles made it. Yeah, I don't know if you remember you me putting that in parentheses, but I sure that. as hell did that. Yeah, uh, there yeah, was a reason why. Because, in all honesty, I'm putting my bias out the window, and I'm going to be real with you guys now. Jalen can be great. Jalen has been great on all levels that he has played football. So he can be great. This is now his second year. He's fully, he doesn't have to worry about anybody taking his position. He doesn't have to worry about sharing reps with Carson Wentz. He no longer has to worry about that. They went out and got a wide receiver. That is his boy that he used to play football with in Bama. That is a phenomenal talent in himself. They kept Zach Ertz. Zach Ertz didn't want to leave. They have Dallas Goddard, right? They have Miles Sanders, right? They did. They put pieces and kept pieces in place, right? They have speed around them because they put speed there the year before for Carson Wentz so he can go down the field. And we saw how that turned out, right? And it was always, well, Carson doesn't have time. It's the O-line. Sam, that O-line looked pretty good, didn't it? I mean, one sack. <laughs> and it used to be a turnstile. So, uh, okay. You know. Okay. So, so that is which i hope we get into the cults because i would love that uh but because when somebody was playing with the cults in week one that offensive line looked pretty terrible and somebody was sacked several times and fumbled Hmm. Uh, i wonder if it's just the quarterback but anyway um don't talk about nick Foles like that (laughs) cute um did but i mean i think nick sirianni from everything i've read or watched or heard mm-hmm. and again not really seeing the game other than the highlights and being friends with you <laughs> they they did what a good coaching staff does for a rookie quarterback now he had three and a half games where he started or played so he's a rookie and for all intents and purposes mm-hmm. they dialed up an easy scheme for him mm-hmm. they made him do what he does best and get rid of the football Talk His average it. pass only traveled 3.7 yards past the line of scrimmage, mm-hmm. the shortest distance of any week one starter. But that's okay because he only 8% of his passes went in the tight windows. Mm-hmm. He he made the easy throws. He made them. And that's, a, you know, that's the thing. And I, I think if, if you put a team around him and a scheme around him, just like the Ravens put around what Lamar does best, you're going to get the best out of Jalen Hurts. And I think, again, you are, you're riding high. It's great. I, I love seeing it. It's, but you know, it's week one. Of course. There's going to be ups and downs. Of course. And, but if, if you put this kind of team and scheme around Jalen Hurts, you've seen what he's done in college at the, in the biggest moments. And I think he'll continue to do so. He's, I, he's the man. I agree as well. Um, that's why I said I'm not getting ahead of myself is because I, I know what can happen. There's Again, there's 16 more games to go. This week, yeah. they face the 49ers. So I have to worry about Joey Bosa. Yeah. <laughs> like, just, yeah. just think about that, right? So, um, or Nick Bosa, sorry, right? Yeah. Yeah, Nick Bosa. Um, I, I don't care less about the Bosa brothers. That's a whole other topic. Um but yeah, I, I, I thought it was really, really interesting. I also thought it was interesting. Uh, the person that I said, stop calling Matty Ice um, because he's not that. And he saw a lot of turf. Uh, he couldn't get it to his receivers. Kyle Pitts was a non-factor. So was Calvin Ridley. Um, 
which I thought was pretty interesting. It felt like, uh, what's the the coach's name? Arthur Smith, right? Yep. Seems like from the Titans. Seems like the Titans needed him back. <laughs> uh, seems like he wasn't. They weren't great there either. So I don't know where the Falcons go. I mean, the issue has been for the Falcons, which is another reason I am not getting my hopes up. Is the Falcons have had terrible defense for like the past three years. Um, so I don't know what they do down there, uh, especially on the defensive side. But I don't think that offense is really going to have a lot of problems or put a, have another outing like this. But uh, I guess we just have to wait and see. They were the Falcons were the only team that didn't produce a single gain of over 20 yards. <laughs> and they were one of two offenses that didn't score a touchdown. So who, who was the other one? Oh, that's right. The Packers. Mm. Mm. <laughs> it's, uh, you know, again, it's week one. Let's not get too ahead of ourselves. But, yeah, they may be looking for another quarterback. Yeah. In Atlanta. Yeah, for sure. Uh, anything else stuck out to you? you? You mentioned your boy, Carson. Do you want to head down to Indy and see what what happened? What the Seahawks did to uh, your boy and. Uh, <laughs> that team. Uh, if you're talking, if you're referring to my boy as in Russell Wilson. Yes, that is definitely my boy because uh, Carson is not uh, anymore. I, I appreciate Carson. I still have his jersey. Um, I appreciate him for being in the Eagles and being the catalyst to the Eagles winning that Super Bowl. Uh, and I wish him nothing but the best. But in this, I, I've, I'm i full-fledged Jalen Hurts. I never thought the Eagles would get Jalen Hurts. I absolutely loved him in college. Uh, as, I, as I mentioned before, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a big fan of Jalen. So uh, didn't know much about Carson. But then when he came, he lit, up, he, he lit a fire on, on the, the Eagles, and it was great. But now I'm interested to see what Carson's going to get. So you you wanted out of the Eagles. You got to the coach that you wanted to get to. You're on a team that was a playoff team last year with Phillip Rivers, right? You're better than Phillip Rivers at this time, even though Phillip Rivers is more knowledgeable than you in, in football because he was around for so long. Um, so what do you do now? You have a great team around you. His issue, which showed up again, is, he doesn't get rid of the ball. And I, I, I'm honestly, Sam, I'm starting to think that Carson is truly broken. I don't, I don't know. Again, there, there's 16 more weeks to prove if he is or isn't right. So we'll, we'll have to see. It's really, really early. Uh, but seeing some of his mechanics and the things that he was doing, it just gave me nightmares. And I saw him doing it in, in that midnight green again. And I was just like, Hmm, that's uh that's not good. But uh, on the other side, uh, let Russ cook. You know what I mean? Just just let Russ cook. I mean, that, that man is he's, he's a biracial Jesus, and he should do whatever he wants to do at all times. So thank you, Russell, for, for blessing us with. <laughs> we, said, we said this in the, the <laughs> NFC preview. I'm ignoring that. That's hilarious. <laughs> um, that. Russell Wilson without Brian Schottenheimer, I I could uh, I could have its own, my own podcast of the agony and pain of watching Brian Schottenheimer OC your team, uh, but letting like this is truly the next step in letting Russ cook is getting rid of Schottenheimer, mm-hmm. and again just putting a team around Russ that lets Russ do what Russ does, and you saw the bombs of Tyler Lockett, and DK Metcalf is not human, and. Oh, you know it they're set up well to succeed 
and Carson Wentz should be. He's got a great line. He's missing T.Y. Hilton, but he's got decent receivers. He's got a great back behind him and Taylor and uh, Jonathan Taylor and Naeem Hines and a solid defense. Could he be broken? Maybe. Probably he is. But, you know, I like Frank Reich. I, I think you like Frank Reich. I, do. I think you need I Carson Wentz, unfortunately, broke his ankle, foot, whatever it was. And then the COVID thing, he needs to he needs actually to be fixed. And I don't know if how much of that, you know, when that will come. And I'm sure there'll be ebbs and flows to to this and he'll have moments just like he has. But I'm starting to think like more and more that I see Carson Wentz is we keep saying, oh, in 2017, he mm-hmm. won an MVP mm-hmm. or could have should have won the MVP if he didn't get hurt. Maybe that was the outlier. You know, I, I don't know. I don't watch enough Carson Wentz, but I'm starting to like the more and more performances like this, you start to think like maybe that's the case. If I remember correctly, uh, him and Jared Goff were, were the class of 2016, right? Yeah. Yeah. Goff went first to the Rams, the Rams traded up. No, no, I remember which, which one he went. I just wanted to make sure it was 2016. So 2016, he didn't finish the season, came back 2017. So there's still not that much tape on him. 2017, he has this out of body, what seems to be now like an out of body experience. And he was going absolutely off, but also the team just around everybody bought in, right? 2018, there was more film on him, right? 2019, there was more film on him. 2020, there's going to be more film on him. So is he going to be, is he going to be exposed? Is, is he, is he really truly a bus? I don't know. He has all the talent in the world to make every single throw, but can he, will he, that's what I, I want to see because for football, he's great for football. If he is hitting on all cylinders, he's great for football and he's going to make that Colts team great. But what have you done for me lately? And right now the answer is nothing. So I wish him the best of luck. Uh, I wish the Colts the best of luck. Cause I actually like the Colts, even though it's not my team. Um, but I'm curious to see what actually happens. Um, what I'm also curious to see what happens is how the Cowboys season is going to play out after that amazing opening game that they had against the Buccaneers and almost won. But again, we all know the rule here. Don't leave Tom Brady with time. Just why does why do people still not get this concept is we don't I understand you want to get down the field and it's hard to score points in the NFL and you're going to take what you're going to get. But remember who is sitting on the sideline. Mike McCarthy Tom. played to coach to lose that game. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I'm you know, I think we talked after after this game or the next the next morning and it's basically like. I mean, Dak can't throw 50 times, 60 times, whatever he threw. But he looked good, man. I'm sure he was feeling it the next day, but he looked good. He took hits. He threw the ball like a billion times. He willed this team to try to just, despite the shortcomings of his coach, um, to try to win this game. And you saw they they really quickly adapted to you're not going to be able to run on the Bucks. They have, they have a Vita Vea and Dama Kinsu. They have a great run run defense. So Zeke 
started just pass protecting and uh it just threw the ball a billion times and it almost worked it, so, it almost worked so i i thought uh that they didn't run the ball because of uh zach martin being out due to covid protocols sure that could be it too yeah that's not that's actually not it i found this out today from one of my brothers that is a diehard cowboys fan um that apparently they actually called 28 run plays Dak checked out of all of them most of them he checked out of them and put zeke to block for him so that was Dak checking out of them that's what uh, Kellen Moore had said, he said there was 28 run plays called. Uh, it was audible from Dak. That's why it wasn't ran that way. And then Dak continued to to throw the ball again. Like you just said, that defensive line is a absolute problem, and they will stop the run regardless. So I, I think it was a great decision if Dak, if that truly is the case that Dak was audibleing out. Uh, and throwing the ball because he, I think he wanted to prove something. Uh, to be honest with you, I think he went, he had an opportunity to beat Tom Brady. I obviously know he's not playing against Tom Brady, but we always in football, it's a quarterback against a quarterback, right? Even though there's so many other caveats to the game, but this is what we do. We put those two people that literally don't affect each other, um, technically. Um, I think, I think Dak put the league on notice. Uh, I think he told everybody that Dakota is back. Uh, don't worry about that injury that I had. Uh, worry about what this arm is going to do when you see us. Uh, there was definitely several mistakes that the Cowboys made. The pass to CeeDee Lamb that bounced off his hand. Um, uh, there was there was a, a couple of interceptions, right, if I remember correctly. Um, or, Dak, did he throw any interceptions? I'm trying to remember. I don't, I don't remember. So. I don't I'll think he did. Lineup. I don't think he did. Um but there was definitely several mistakes that were made uh, that, one that hurt the team. There you go. I knew he definitely threw one. Um, Born three yards, three touchdowns, a pick, uh, 58 attempts. Yeah, I don't blame Dak for any of that. that. Yeah, I don't know why I said there wasn't a pick. The pick, the pass to CeeDee Lamb bounced off CeeDee Lamb's hand, and it was a pick. Uh, I'm sorry. I just was saying it. That's um, right. You're in the flow. Yeah, so. I am. I am. Um, but, yeah, I think, I think the Cowboys, again, as I said, I, I, I think we all know that I – do not like the Cowboys at all. I don't, I don't think either of us do, but uh, if we're being real here, there's no way they shouldn't win the NFC East. <laughs> there's literally no way they should no, not. No, of course not. They should. Right. But will they is the, is the real question. So they should, will they? Um, and then on the other end, if I'm being completely honest, the Bucks didn't look their greatest. If we're going to be honest. Yeah, they won. They didn't look their greatest. If I'm being all honest and seeing certain things that has that happened throughout that game defensively and offensively, they weren't at their greatest. So just think how scary that actually is, that they weren't at their greatest and they still won. So I'm interested to see where where they go. And I, I guess the hunt for 17 and 0 or that undefeated season is still on the table, at least for another week for Tom. So <laughs> we'll see how that goes. And neither of us picked them to nope to go to the Super Bowl. The Super Bowl. Nope. All right. Uh, there's so there's so much more to talk about, but we got to get to our week two picks. So any any last words on the on week one before we close the book? I I like how, go ahead. I like how Sam uh, neglected to talk about his team uh, that got beat by his former quarterback, and I really, all jokes aside, 
because I really have so many jokes, but I'm just not going to do that to you because that is unfair um, because it's also the first game and it was a rookie seeing, you know, real NFL speed. Uh, what are your real thoughts on this? Because, you know, I'm, I'm championing uh, Wilson and I believe that he is the future for your team. I, I like Robert Sala. Um, I love everything that's going on there. I love his story actually too, which I think is really, really cool. Did you hear about, everything with yep. that so he's the 20th 20th coach of the jets this is the 20th anniversary of 9-11 and his brother was also in the towers on 9-11 and that was the day that he decided to not go into the financial industry and become a coach and he became the jets head coach i thought yeah that came full circle that blew my whole mind listening to that story he yeah. was doing a radio interview like right after he got hired so this wasn't even like a recent story too okay. which and and he told that story and this the way he told it was like man like i like i really like this guy and yeah, i, I, I like well. what him and big joe are, are doing to to put a team around zach wilson um my thoughts are every everyone looks better outside of adam gase's system uh, <laughs> sam darnold looked great the jets defense is a bigger problem than I even want to admit that they have a lot, you know, aside from losing Carl Lawson or Curry or uh, Jared Davis or whatever, having no corners, this team's, it's going to be a messy year. I think the second half, Zach Wilson, he never really seemed to be flustered. He, you know, he was, he was running for his life. He was sacked like six times. There was like a billion drops. Like they, he he performed pretty well. I think the second half, he looked a lot better. It started kind of just settling in and Michael floor actually stayed down on the field instead of going up in the booth and calling games. Cause he, he wanted to be there for him. And I thought that was great. And another thing that kind of is, is hard to believe that I, they said during the broadcast was this was Zach Wilson's first professional NFL game he's ever been to. Which wow. is just kind of hard to believe, but you know, you live in Utah, like Utah there is, yeah, there isn't much going on. So yeah, I, th I, we still, I can say we, because I know you believe in Sam Darnold. We've said this. I do. Um, and I think the change of scenery is good. And I, you know, I believe in Zach Wilson and Robert Sala and this team. I just don't think, you know, they're, they're going anywhere this year and that's okay. We just got to build towards something. So um that, that's my Jets take. Yeah, for sure. Cool. And the last thing is Dave may be right about one thing. I know I've done some some shade at him, but you can read between the lines. But he may be right about one thing, and that's about them birds out there in Arizona because they they look like a problem with Kyler Murray. Good and gracious. Yeah, we didn't. Even, there's a lot that we didn't get to. The rookie quarterbacks, the Cardinals. Um, I did text Dave and I said, "Man, you're uh, you're making us all look bad with that." Uh, cardinals pick and he goes it's you know it was basically like relax it's week one mm -hmm. you knew he was you know he mm -hmm. yeah. on the side he it, man. Yep. Yeah, mm -hmm. kyler looked unreal he did uh and he is unreal so that's it, that was great to see that was fun for sure um and we'll have dave on again soon because because uh it's always fun talking football with him all right week two picks this is what we're gonna do we're gonna keep score throughout the season and the loser has to do something um, we'll figure that out. <laughs> Not worried about it. Thursday night football, the New York Giants, who we didn't even talk about. And let's not 
<laughs> at this <not>. point. <laughs> Head to Washington to play the football team. And old man Fitz broke his hip, literally broke his hip. And it's Heineke time in Washington. Uh, Hayes, who you got? Is there an option to choose neither? <laughs> uh, uh, definitely the Washington football team. I mean, their defense is their defense. And at this point, Heineke might actually be better than Daniel Jones. So there's there's that. All right. The Buffalo Bills, uh, who... Wait, hold on. Who's your pick? Because we need to hear oh, yeah. your pick, too. Oh, yeah, I forgot. Yeah, yeah I'm, we I'm need going, your pick, too. Mm-hmm. I'm going Washington football teams. I watched too much of that Giants game last week. <laughs> Uh, for my home liking and uh yeah i forgot to make a pick that was not on purpose i got, I got you don't worry buffalo bills head to miami bills take on uh okay bills <laughs> bills all right can you yeah. pay my bills yeah i agree i agree with you i'm going bills here how about the mighty Bengals of cincinnati headed to shy town to take on andy dalton um i want to say the Bengals lose because of Joe, Joe Burrow seeing that Bears defense, but the Bears have Andy Dalton as their quarterback. So I want to say the Bengals, but I'm actually going just to say that that defense does a lot to confuse Joe Burrow and and the rookie Jamar Chase. So I'm going to go with the Bears. The Bears. Uh, Bears. I'm going to say the Bengals. So okay. I really like Joe Burrow and this offense but their defense needs some work how about teddy two gloves looking like john elway last week (laughs) going to jacksonville and taking on your jacksonville jaguars my jacksonville jaguars oh god we need to get to the urban meyer news from sunday oh let's not um i'm definitely going with the broncos here uh because a that team is ran by urban meyer and uh Teddy two gloves and the Broncos actually looked really good. So yeah, Broncos, the Broncos did look really good, but they were playing the giants and probably something similar will happen, but you know, home crowd doesn't mean much, but I'm going to pick the Jags here. I I really like Trevor Lawrence. This Mm -hmm. is not, hopefully they decide to give the ball to James Robinson and um, yeah, we'll, we'll just go there. How about the Texans? headed to the browns we didn't even talk about this man we we need a couple hours to talk about football because the browns like showed up to kansas city lost let the game go but put up a formula that could have beaten the kansas city chiefs they they should have beat them uh baker baker was legit trying to throw the ball away but got tripped up and it stayed right in a place, and the safety came over top and jumped it, and it picked. But there was also what the kicker, excuse me, puncher did, which was absolutely asinine, that you had still had opportunity to still punt the ball, and instead you run with the ball. You don't make those mistakes like that. You just can't do that. Um, so, yeah, it's. I don't think the Browns lose two in a row. I don't think they're going to lose two in a row pretty much this whole season but they the browns are they're looking pretty solid but the texans don't sleep no nope. they also have a solid team uh but again we know who they played so that doesn't really say much either so but browns and i think they win by at least two touchdowns oh all right yeah these picks are straight up we're not doing uh 
We're not doing the spread here. Nope. Straight up picks. Nope. How about the Raiders headed to Pittsburgh? Wait, take on the Steelers. Hold on. Did you have? Yeah, I picked the Browns. Browns? Okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. Just making sure. My bad. Uh, uh, Rams. I think that's really, really easy. For Raiders. Me. Raiders. Oh, my, my bad. I skipped, I skipped one. My bad. Raiders. Skip. Steelers. Steelers. Yeah, I got to go Steelers, too. Steelers, for sure. I just don't believe in this Raiders team yet. But the Rams headed to Indy. Take on a, yeah, no. <laughs> yeah, no. Sorry, Colts. Yeah. You're going, you're starting off 0 2, buds. <laughs> New England Patriots are headed to MetLife to take on the Jets. J E T S, Jets. Look at that. Jets. Jets. No, nah, they're not going to win. I'm sorry, Sam. Oh, you're making um, me cross stuff out. Def- I believe def- Definitely the Patriots are winning that one. I'm sorry. I want it. I want it to be the Jets, but yeah, I'm not going to, they can't do it. I, Yeah, it's the Patriots. Mm-hmm. Sorry, man. Sorry. No, I'm going Jets. I'm going Jets. <laughs> I gotta make I gotta make up ground in case we're picking a lot of the same teams. It's who knows. Go go with what you feel because once you start going with what you don't feel, that's yeah. when you start losing. <laughs> Jets. How about uh okay. Saints? Saints headed to the Panthers. Uh that's gonna be a good game. Um yeah. Ooh. One o'clock. That's gonna be a really good game. Um, I'm uh, I'm on the uh, Jameis bandwagon here. Saints. I have to agree with you. Go Saints. Mm-hmm. All right, the Forty Diners are headed to uh, Lincoln Financial to take on the Philadelphia Eagles. Who you got? Pick wise, I'm gonna go the Niners. My heart is telling me the Eagles, though. So my real heart pick here is the Eagles, but it's the 49ers is who I'm going to put down as the pick. I'm going to say 49ers, too. We didn't get to talk to them. They played the Lions, which was, you know, um, the Niners rested a lot of their starters and the Lions crept up there. But the Niners look really good. Mm-hmm. They look really good. I mean, mm-hmm. it could be a testament to the Lions being bad, too. But that's true. De- you know, we both like Debo Samuel. Um, you know, we'll we'll figure out the quarterback situation, but yeah, they they look good. I, I'm gonna have to pick the Niners, but I know the Eagles will put up a fight based on the love I just gave Jalen and the Thanks. coaching staff there. I appreciate that, and they they you got it, man. Are we both going Bucks as they host the Atlanta Falcons? Because I, yes, yeah, okay. I <laughs> yes. just want to. I yes. don't want to put picks in your mouth. No, man. no, no. That is it. All right, and uh, Vikings Cardinals, Cardinals. All right. I'm just I'm just yeah, I'm, I'm assuming when you just say all right, then you just agree with it and you're going sure. with that. Okay, cool. Cowboys <laughs> Chargers. San Diego oh, Super Chargers. Sh- That's gonna be a good game. game. 425. Probably uh probably a Fox game. That's gonna be a good game. I want to pick the Chargers so bad, but I don't think the Cowboys lose another one. I don't think they lose two in a row. So I think the Cowboys actually win this game. All right. I I really like this Charger team, but I really like this Cowboy team too. Uh, it's it's going to be a really good game. I know it. I know it. I know it. If we were playing with the spread, I would I would say push, but um <laughs> I'll pick the Cowboys as well. Fair. It's really close though. Um, yes, for sure. Titans Seahawks. Whew. I think the I want to pick the Seahawks, because the Seahawks are normally good, great in the first half of the season. Uh, 
but I think the Titans are are embarrassed after what just happened, and I think they're gonna come out guns a blazing. So I'm going Titans. That was my logic too. But if you're giving me the Seahawks, I'm gonna take the Seahawks. Fair, fair. Yeah. Here's another a Sunday night game next week. The Chiefs head to Baltimore, <laughs> take on the Ravens. So Chiefs, uh, Chiefs. Yeah. Mm. Look at that. Mm. And. uh this will be a good game to watch Peyton and Eli talk because the Lions are headed to Lambeau to take on the Packers. So, oh, they're going to be blocks. talking a lot because I think the Packers are going to blow them out by the first half. <laughs> so, I think they're going to be talking a lot to fill up that airspace because uh, it's the air is going to leave there pretty quickly uh, for the Lions. That is, <laughs> that's yeah. just saying. <laughs> so, those are our picks. We will post them on the internet and make sure you're following us at Chasing Points Podcast on Instagram. And uh, thank you to everyone that has, and, and please make sure you do. Hey, it's time for UFC Corner. Brandon, uh, I haven't watched UFC in like a month. It's okay. You didn't need to go in and watch a pay-per-view. All you need to do is turn on MTV and watch the VMAs because Connor made an ass of himself as normal. Um, apparently, what, what the rumor is of how this situation occurred, uh, Connor asked MGK, that's Machine Gun Kelly, uh, who is now a punk rock star that was a rapper, um, for a picture and mgk said nah i'm good connor didn't like being uh shut down and connor threw his drink at mgk and then tried to fight him now connor if he would have actually hit mgk which if i was mgk i'd have taken that hit because you could have sued the hell out of connor because connor actually has his hands registered uh so that is not good for connor so you would think he'd handle himself a little bit better in the streets but clearly he's a moron but uh that is the ufc corner because that's all i got for you and all i care to share with you about the ufc this week (laughs) that was ufc corner all right hey it's time for everyone's favorite game that we haven't played in like three weeks four weeks it's time for do you care hey hayes do you care uh depends yeah how about that the Houston Rockets and John Wall have agreed to work together and attempt to find a trade destination for the veteran point guard per ESPN. The franchise is committed to move forward with Kevin Porter Jr. and Jalen Green in the backcourt. Hayes, do you care? I do. Uh, I love John Wall. I love his play. His, I mean, his career is riddled with injuries, which is unfortunate, but when he is healthy, he is one of the quickest uh smoothest players with the ball uh he is definitely a slasher um so i love watching him play but i'm more intrigued about what kevin porter jr and Jalen green are going to do because that young backcourt is going to be phenomenal mark my words because those two can ball so yeah you took you we didn't talk about this ahead of time but that's exactly what i was going to say Mm -hmm. i'm uh, John Wall will be a great piece to a winning team. For sure. And I'm really happy that hopefully he lands in a situation where he can play basketball in the summer and mean it and like games that count. Um, but yeah, I'm really excited for Jalen Green and, and uh, Porter Jr. It's going to be a fun team to watch. For sure. And grow and figure themselves out over. And they have, you know, a couple picks to play with throughout the they next do. couple of years. And uh, 
it'll be fun to watch those guys. So yeah, totally, totally care, but I'm glad we're on the same page with that. <laughs> Speaking uh, in basketball news, uh, Denver Nuggets forward Eric Gordon agreed to a four-year, $92 million contract extension today per Clutch Sports. Uh, the deal, which was first reported by The Athletic, includes a player option for the fourth year and uh, includes $88 million in base salary and $4 million in incentives. Do you care? No. Nah, me neither. Aaron Gordon, to me, was exactly what I, with the magic, was exactly what I think he is now with the Nuggets, where it's like this guy who's just like too athletic, doesn't know what to do with it, and just aside from driving the lane, can't figure out the rest of his game. Am I off base here? So basically you're saying he's Blake Griffin 2.0? Because if so, that's spot on. Well, I mean, Blake Griffin learned how to play basketball and use those skills, you know? I think Aaron not, is. I think Aaron's learning that now in Denver because he right. has to. He has right? to now, right? Sure. Yeah, and and that was the same for Blake with the Clippers. Blake was just that guy that was jumping out the gym, uh, catching alley oops, driving the lane, and dunking. Right? It wasn't until uh, Chris Paul really came there and it was like, yeah, you got to have more than just catching alley oops and dunking. And then he started to work on that mid range jump shot. Right. Right. So I think. Aaron Gordon is going through the same naturation as well. I, I'd never really liked Aaron Gordon as a player, um, if I'm being open and honest about it. But uh, I think he is Blake 2.0, if I'm being honest. Same same premise. Came in jumping out the gym, can win dunk contests, all that stuff like that. But it's like you never hear about their actual like game. You never consider them to be like one of the top players, right? right. Um, and I think he's working on being a basketball player. That's a great place to learn because he's surrounded by – a lot of talents, but no, I, I could care less. But yeah, if you're the Nuggets, like, what else are you going to do? What other talent are you going to get to come to Denver to play? Unfortunately, unfortunately, that's just how it works. And uh, they they gave away some young talent and some picks for him, so might as well lock him up. But I I, I don't really care. I, you know, not my type of player, but we'll see. You know, hopefully he can round out his game and uh, you know get some get to be in the playoff rotation because there was a lot of times where in crunch time, he wasn't there. And, uh, you know, we'll see. Sure. How about another Josh Gordon? This is, this is a good one. The NFL players association determined that Josh Gordon, the wide disgruntled, the scruntled is the wrong word. Um, troubled wide receiver has mm-hmm. successfully completed his NFL monitored treatment program and has recommended to the league that he be reinstated. Gordon, who's 30, is awaiting final approval from NFL commissioner, Roger Cadell. Do you care? Hayes? Yes. And no. Yes. I care because. How many chances are we going to give one person? Now I just talked about second chances before he's on like his eighth. Um, And it's, it's real tiring. Now, I want people to get better. I know he's he's has some issues going on mentally outside of football, which is why he had to deal with this. Also, uh, substance abuse, if I remember correctly. Right. Uh, that was also involved in this this whole treatment. So that is not a joking matter to me. Right. I want somebody to get healthy. I don't care if you're a superstar or or what somebody would de- uh, deem as just an average person. Right. Um, 
getting somebody help is is huge, right? So that's that's nothing to be played with, right? But at the same time, how do you keep getting all these chances, right? So uh, that's why, yes, I cared. No, I don't care because I don't – he was – when he was actually playing, uh, when he first came in, he was obviously balling out. But then years after that on his, like, fifth try and stuff like that, it was like – what is he really doing for a team, right? Except bringing nothing but trouble. So if he can come back and not bring trouble and he can be a serviceable wide receiver, I mean, that big, you can't, you can't account for that height and that athleticism if he still has that, right? He obviously still has his height, but who's to say he didn't lose a step? So, I, I mean, he's, he's probably going to get on team. He's going to at least be on a practice squad. Um, so, I guess we'll just have to wait and see where this journey takes him. Yeah. I don't know if he's still like part of the, the Seahawks or if he's a free agent, I have no idea, but you're right. I've lost count of how many times Josh, uh, Josh Gordon's been kicked out of the league or suspended or, you know, and I hope that, um, you know, I hope that he writes, I mean, it sounds like he's continued to write his wrongs and, will get reinstated i hope you know um, because if if prime josh gordon was a problem in cleveland and it, you know right when he was go, get going a couple of years ago in new england that all had to stop and you know if how are you going to defend if he if he goes back to the seahawks how are you going to defend dk metcalf <laughs> tyler lockett and josh gordon like how what do you do like how do you and you have to account for Chris Carson. Like, oh, yeah, and Russ is back there. I don't know if he's, you know, I guess I need to find out if he's still on the Seahawks. It doesn't look – looks like he's a free agent and is ready to play. Um, but, yeah, you know, hopefully he just, you know, he uh, continues to fight off his demons and, and you know, can, can contribute to an NFL team in a healthy, positive way. I wish him the best of luck in life. <laughs> Here's something I don't care about. Um, I just wanted to bring this up because Ryan Braun, the 2011 National League MVP and Milwaukee Brewers franchise home run king, retired today. The six-time All-Star was didn't play this season. And uh, after the Brewers declined his $15 million option last October. Hayes, do you care about Ryan Braun retiring? Uh, no. Uh, didn't he cheat? Why, you're correct. Yes. Oh, okay. So I don't care about him because he cheated. And then he freaking blamed the person that collects the P tests and said like it was sabotaged or whatever. You remember this like fiasco from yep. like yep. who knows how long ago? I have no idea how long ago this was, five, six years. And he probably got this poor kid fired, threw him under the bus and backed up and then never really apologized for any of it after he got caught. Like Sounds like come back to me. Yeah. To hell with you, Ryan Braun. Uh, yeah. Have fun counting your money. That's great. You have money. That's good. Um, but yeah, I don't don't care too much about Ryan. Yeah, I, I never really care. I don't. I think the only person that I actually care about because he's still like a, a very huge, a very big public face is Alex Rodriguez. That's like the only cheater that I actually care about just because of for entertainment purposes. But when it comes to the actual sport, 
Like, I don't, I don't trust anybody that cheats. I don't respect anybody that cheats because there's, there's several people out there that are trying their damn hardest to do it the right way. And you got other people, you know, cheating. Yes. In baseball, there's a lot of unwritten rules that could be, you know, uh, walking that line. Um, but, but taking something to be better and hit more home runs and, and be better and then consider yourself to be, you know, this type of player and, or win these accolades, it's like, yeah, I'm not for it at all. Heard. I heard that. <laughs> hey, thanks, Sam. <laughs> that's it. Yeah, man. Uh, all right. I guess that's the end of the podcast. Way to, way to end the pod. Uh, what are you looking forward to Hayes this week? As it's, it's midweek now. Thank you for adjusting to our mm-hmm, new mm-hmm. schedule of dropping on Wednesday. So we're halfway through the week by the time you hear. I'm looking forward to potentially going to the actual Eagles Niners game. Potentially. Nice. I'm, I might do that step outside, you know, to get in this rehab going on, looking for looking to continue well in a streak of rehab and, and getting my, you know, myself back to walking. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm really curious to see uh, if the Yankees are going to continue to break my heart and have that crazy streak. And then now all of a sudden look like the team they looked like before the trade deadline. Um, I guess they're just Jekyll and Hyde. Um, well, now's the time to do that because they're playing the Orioles and like the Rangers and the Indians and a bunch of really bad teams. Yeah, um, well, but well, the see. last couple of weeks have been disappointing for sure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, and keep my mouth shut there um but uh yeah well i i guess those, those are really the uh only things for me how about how about for you sir i'm looking forward to another great week of uh football for sure there's uh i totally forgot that the 30 for 30 uh on the uh on the mets the 86 mets once upon a time in queens comes out tonight or today it's it's i guess it's on now as we're recording this so it's like a it's four parts that are doing it in two days. So even though Yankee fan here, I'm excited to see that. I heard it's really good um, from people that have seen it. So I'm excited. Um, I'm excited to see that and uh, just watch football. And again, hopefully the Yankees can beat up on some really bad teams and get back into the wild card race because right now, if the season was over tomorrow, they would not be true. And also shout out to Derek Jeter for his Hall of Fame speech and yeah, calling man. out the reporter that didn't vote for him. I thought I'm that on was the legendary. Hunt, How come more hasn't been talked about who finding this person? I don't we because, need to find this person because you know what happened. Why it went so silent is when we were about to find out and people were all hot on it. Everything shut down like the week after that happened and nobody thought about it because COVID, which is way more important to know about and think about, took over the headline. So that person got saved by that. Uh, and DJ made sure he came back and reminded people that there's still one person out there that didn't vote for him. You also have to think about there's three people that didn't vote for Ken Griffey Jr. And know, Ken Griffey man. Jr. is a better player than Derek Jeter. And he should have been unanimous too. But I, I don't know who these people are. I would love to know who did that too, but yeah. There's a whole history of that. I mean, to think there's only one unanimous player ever, and it was Mariano Rivera. I mean, we're talking about like the greatest athletes of all time, essentially Babe Ruth and Mickey Mantle and 
and Honus Wagner and Cy freaking Young like didn't get in unanimously. Like, and any any MLB great in between, except for Mariano Rivera, yep. just shows how like broken that is. But you know, do better baseball. Do yeah, better. That's it. But thank you so much for listening to us. We will be back next Wednesday morning uh, with another episode of Chasing Points podcast. So thank you for listening. However you listen, wherever you listen to your favorite podcast and make sure to follow us on Instagram at Chasing Points podcast for Brandon. My name is Sam. We will talk to you next week. Peace. Honorable mention, by the way, uh, what I'm looking forward to as well, Sam, Ted Lasso, uh, the next episode of that amazing show. If you guys don't have Apple TV, you should look it up. If you have a smart TV on your phone, whatever the case may be. Great watch. Uh, you know it's not great to watch. Uh, 2K every year when it comes out because Ronnie 2K decides, you know, we're going to put out a broken product every single year. And being that we have no competition, you're still going to buy it. And we're going to fix it months on down the road as if this is not a brand new game. This is the only game, the only game that I know that you can buy for a cool 60 to $70, depending on what generation console you have that is broken. Now, last I checked, uh, when you normally buy something that is broken, they'll give you a discount on it. They may say, you know what? You can return your copy. We'll give you a brand new one. See, the thing is they can't do that because they're just going to give you another broken copy because the game is broken and I need you to fix it. Ronnie 2K, I need you to make sure that this game is good for the community so we can just play basketball and peace. Just please is all I'm asking because this is 2K month because it just came out last week. And all I want to do is play basketball and not have my console be completely shut off by your terrible game or by your game to freeze on me while I'm playing in the middle of it. I paid and worked hard for that money to purchase a game you can't even get out right thank you ronnie 2k you suck bye